Hello, 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 and welcome to No Time to Explain. So I'm your girl, Mrs. I B Friction, and we have a full cast today. Everybody is here. You gonna say hello? Introduce yourself. Hi, the newbie. Oh my goodness, Suchi. Wait, what? Why you hey. do this? Okay, every that was week. that's Ladante or my, my Suchi. name is Suchi. Ego, the humble bragger. King Zeph. It's Jeremy. I, I be, be friction. friction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. He went with Ladante. I couldn't leave him alone. Well, he, I, I didn't he do did that. It. I did, did that it. to him. Hey, what his hair is pulled back. He looks like Larry from uh, through, uh from uh, <laughs> from the uh, the, <laughs> the three Stooges. <laughs> Anyway, today we have a, I think, a really good topic. But before we get into that, Ego here has a conspiracy theory about Lil Wayne. Three conspiracy theories. All right, bro, take it away. All right, so you ready? Yeah, you're a music person. You like this. So as we all know, Lil Wayne uh, sold all his masters um, for young money. And we've come to find out recently that included in those masters were Nicki Minaj's and Drake's first couple projects. Wait, wait, wait. Before you continue, not only did he sell the masters, he also sold the publishing rights. And publishing. Okay. So, okay. Wait, he sold them both? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that, okay. I might have killed one of my computers. I mean, you, you fact check it. I'm just going with what I saw on Facebook. <laughs> um, damn. I hope. I, I mean, okay. So, yeah, he sold everything. Um, so, I have a couple. For how much? A hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. They shorted him. Twenty years of work for three people. <laughs> for three of the biggest How many artists. Platinum um, sales did, that's did that go through? Is. That's crazy. I mean, at least that's at least ten platinum albums, or at least eight platinum albums between Gotta the three be. of them. Yeah, at least for a hundred million dollars. Um, and what did he sell? His Carter stuff and his Drought stuff and well, everything. No, that don't that wouldn't count. Those are just mixtapes. I don't think yeah, mixtapes. He, he wouldn't make any money off of no, those not mixtapes. Yeah. Anything like officially like released. So his legit albums. Albums. So the Carters, the Carters, and uh, uh, the I Am a Human Being would be a part of those because those were albums. And that rock album he made, whatever yeah. that was, yeah. Rebirth, <laughs> his best album. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't listen to Non Wayne. Fans. I love my fancy underwear. Prom Queen was lit, boy. <laughs> um, but okay, wait, hold on, stop. We're getting distracted. So the first thing. Which is probably the most reasonable thing. I think the reason he sold everything is, is his gun charges. Is I think Universal told him if you sell us your masters, we will get we will make sure you don't go to jail. It, which is my 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 thing is the most realistic, very feasible theory. You want me to go through all of them? Or you want to talk about them one by one? But I mean that one. Well, that one is pretty. I mean, that. yeah, you know, that one's just kind of like yeah, I can see that. That one's pretty good. Okay, my other one is I think Wayne realizes. He's not a smart person. So when he won his stuff from uh, Baby and um, Cash Money, he realized he didn't know what to do with masters and publishing. So he his thought process was, if I sell everything for a lump sum, it won't just be sitting there doing nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is Baby was actually saving him. He knew what the right thing to do was. No, Baby was stupid too. He didn't know what to do it either. Neither one of them knew what to do with, their, with that music. Damn. You know what I mean? And then my third one, which probably piss a lot of people off at the table, is Wayne doesn't think his t- his music will last the time and be timeless. Cause so he sold it. Little Wayne doesn't think his music will be timeless, bro. Bro, look. Have you heard, bro? 
damn son, where'd you find this? If you if you if I was at a club right now, and all of a sudden actually you know like it's scratching the cut, and all of a sudden you heard hearing wee 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 wee, I wouldn't get excited for people cop would car. though. No, but you're wouldn't. not you're not a fan, so you don't count cop car. You're I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told Dante. Your opinion is invalid because you're not the targeted audience. If you are not a fan, of course you're gonna feel that way. So it doesn't matter what you think about it. Y'all. But I think that uh, I don't think that he doesn't think his music will last. I don't think that at all because, you know, you can put on people like if you go out and probably more likely, especially like in the South and stuff, and they did like a mix of just his music. You're going to hear Lollipop. You're going to hear Fireman. You're going to hear um, you're going to hear Mrs. Officer. You go. It's like it's a it's, he has his songs that no matter what year it is, if you play it, it's going to get the people it's intended for. Hype, which is like legit fans. Like, Versus has really proven this because you don't have to be a certain fan of people, but if you had a single that was on the radio, Mm -hmm. like. And he has singles. I will give you this, though. As a whole, his albums as a whole, they can be hit or miss depending on the album. Definitely. The man has hits, no doubt. Like, obviously. I, 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 I I would never say. He doesn't have hits, but I feel like a lot of mu- Lil Wayne's, uh, the best part about Lil Wayne's music is the shock value of his music. I will say that a lot of stuff he, he's putting out, um, like John, the first time I heard John with uh, Rick, Ross, Rick Ross, that it was cr- unbelievably crazy because it was just, it was super different. But like now when I listen to it, it doesn't just, it doesn't like, because the shock value is going on, I know what the song sounds like, it just kind of, it's an okay song now. You know what I mean? Where some songs just are always just in that high level of song of music. Like I mean, a, but I think every like artist print, has like a, songs like that. Like yeah. like 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 that uh song from that guy that you don't listen to or appreciate and says it's trash, but you know, everybody knows what Stan is. What? Talk about Eminem. Eminem. Who? Stan. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You you know what? We're, anyway. not even, we're not even gonna worry about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so was it? Did you fact that check? That actually made you less credible. <laughs> Talk about music. I, I was, I was, I was trying to get him stressed out. I just right now. So I get it. I didn't see anything about Eat publishing up. rights. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Yeah. But. So I saw, all I saw was like master. So I don't know about the publishing rights. But dude, he. I would hope not. He fucked Nikki and and Drake. Yeah. How bad? Dr- all of Drake's music, all albums. All of Drake's albums up until Scorpion. So Scorpion and everything before. Ooh. The only thing Drake has is Tootsie Slide and so, so everything post twenty eighteen that Drake has made, Drake wow. owns. I mean, and all of Nicki's, all including of Nikki's. Qu- Queen? Queen, all of it, because it was all under Young Money. So I mean, I just looked up, yeah. I just, I just looked up Nikki's albums just to make sure. I'm just like, all right, Queen. I'm like, I don't remember that was her last album or not. That was her last album. It's like Queen and everything before. So Pink Friday, yeah, I mean, Pink Print, <laughs> Queen, all of Nikki. Not, okay, so no, oh, not she, even. Just, I mean, everybody stops at Nikki and Drake, but there were other Young Money artists. Nobody too. cares about them. Tiger don't count. Nobody cares about Mac Mac Main. Nobody cares about <laughs> Young Gutter. <laughs> you don't like Chanel, Young Gutter. Chanel West Coast. And this is y'all king. <laughs> he signed her. This is y'all king, bro. <laughs> he likes to give people chances. <laughs> that laugh, bro. But no. Um, okay, what was I going to say? Yeah. So my thing would be, what what is 
did they get anything out of that deal? Like, what's the re- where's the rest of the receipts for the deal? No, 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 no. I mean, as far as a percentage of their stuff uh, uh, or rights to something, do they get co like any? Do they have? Can they do anything with their own music, or if, are they going to have to spend a hundred mil to buy back their stuff? They're going to spend way more than a hundred mil. But if he is the sole owner of Young Money as a label and their music, and he just sold everything, they had no say so or, or right over anything. Well, yeah, but, but you got to give them about a chance it. to even. And then you got to think it. they are they they're this quote unquote family, right? Nah. So yeah, technically, well, that's how the three of them act. Whenever they speak of each other, it's it's in that way, and so you got to think on on the technicality. Yeah, Wayne is the owner, but you, it will be I think safe to assume they they had it set up in a way where they were still making money off their stuff too. You, um, you I don't know, see him as a businessman though. Know, That's my whole thing. Like he was signed to Baby and is just now starting to fight for his music and rights. Just now, no, it's like no, a, it's that like Baby eight fight years. was, was almost ago. a decade long yeah, like trying to get years. his stuff. Yeah, it's been a long time. I, I, I thought it was probably like it five. No, no, it didn't get bad until like five years ago, but okay. it's been going on for yeah, a while. he's been trying to get his stuff from Baby. Yeah, because he didn't get paid because it was the Carter three he didn't get Carter, paid for? Carter or two four. Or four. four. It was four. So with Carter four he didn't get paid for. So everything from three to up he had issues with. And then it held off the it held off five because five was supposed to came out yeah, a five long time came out, ago. Five should have came out like five years ago. Yeah, he should, honestly, should have. I I would have preferred him to watch five and not release the way he did, like Dre did Detox, because I would because it. Well, it, I gotta to, in my opinion, Carter Five wasn't what it was supposed to be. Whatever no, he it, gave no. us was not the album he had planned. No, no, I agree. <laughs> well, you gotta, I want that. I want him to release the real Carter Five. Like that's what I want. Well, you gotta remember though, if you're if you're writing an album, and then you get stuck on the album halfway through, and they gotta take five years off from touching it, and then finish it, you're not gonna be in the same space. I need him to do it untitled. I need him to do it untitled, like Kendrick. Because give remember, us whatever yeah. that was, give it, it to us. Because they could have released that as a demo, as a demo thing. Because remember, Compton was supposed to be Detox too, and. You had, you know, it was all like Anderson Pack and was Kendrick. it though? No, it was. Yeah, he he uh he said Compton the Compton soundtrack would have been would have been what detail what detox was. was. But the only problem was it was so many young artists on there. And it was so how new. the fuck was it supposed that to be not, detox? It was, yeah, like, I don't believe him because the sound didn't even sound, don't even sound when like he him. when he wrote it. Cause he said it was done. How when he said it was he done? said it was done like five years ago, that, ten years it, ago. The sound was too new, mm-hmm. and that that's I like I. Because I could be wrong, but I could have sworn in an interview that they were that they said that the 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 real detox never got released. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, that's in a vault somewhere. But the like the reason I kind of disagree with it because I remember right before Compton came out, like he was on the interview, literally talking about because of the success of the movie, it drove him to make a soundtrack for Compton, which is how that came about. Now, I if if he said anything else in between that or before mm-hmm. that. But I remember him on Beats Radio having an interview. He just like he's like this guy my like my energy going. It's like, like I wanted to make a soundtrack, and then that's when he said that he was releasing Compton. And that's that's the thing. He said the 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 detox album sound wouldn't wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it wouldn't work now if he was to release it. And I don't, I don't believe it. I, don't, I yes, okay. Smokey Robinson the, released Gang Bang, <laughs> <laughs> which was a poem he did in Deaf Com- in Deaf Poetry Jam back on HBO in like the 90s. Gang Bang, hey, it's that, a hit now. That's going to go platinum. It's a hit. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to tell me the sound doesn't, it won't matter? He and don't, 
And then what sets me off is that Royce of Five Nine said he's heard it and he's had his fire. I'm like, oh, come on now. Like so people and have I, heard people have listened to this whole thing and I can't hear it. And that's how I feel about Carter Five. I I understand, yes, it probably sounds like 2013 or 2015, was, whatever it was. Because it was made back. And then. I'm okay with that. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe that's just people who have been in the game too long. Like, cause Andre Gig gave the same little speech oh if i was to do something now it wouldn't fit the same. yeah because they trying to ri- but, ride the wave but with him is all he's also a passion thing though that's his problem andre's thing think is a passion thing where i think wayne still has the passion to rap mostly because that's all he can do he can't do anything else. he's not gonna be a good actor oh god right. no he's not gonna no. be he's not gonna have a talk show he's not gonna be like no no he has a talk show he, a he radio? has a podcast yeah that's not the talk. but that's not the his guest talk, talk have you watched it I haven't watched it. If you, if you watch it, it's an hour long thing of his guests telling stories and him laughing at it and smoking. That's the whole podcast. Yep, <laughs> he makes sense. He does so. So, he, so wait, wait, wait. So when you made that, uh, uh and and <laughs> like that's the whole thing, bro. It's great. You get to hear about Buster Rhymes and Fat Joe and all these other people, mm-hmm. but so the story time, story time for Little Wayne. Story time for Little Wayne. For Little Wayne. And here today, you guys, we're gonna tell Little Wayne another story. Yeah. Let's take a look. It's his bedtime, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> bedtime stories with Wayne. Yeah, and I think that's the difference between these older cats and these young dudes is the passion for actual music. Because um, I think in the long term, I think it hurt him to sell that. Definitely. But I think I, he figured that's all his only option. But I don't. I don't think he feels that way. I, I got I don't think he thinks it was a bad deal at all, honestly, because I think he's also Wayne is also very arrogant. And I think he probably feels like, oh, I can make more I can make more money than what I just sold this for and do more music. So it it's nothing but a check. But and I don't and he doesn't and like we talked earlier, he doesn't reuse his music. You Wayne, you don't hear Wayne's music on nothing. You know what I mean? He's but not out here that's, shopping his music for yeah. TV shows and movies and stuff like that. that. And that, like, all that stuff still should have been passed on to his kids. Like, well, but back to the arrogance. I can, I can do this again. I can make more music, make more albums, and make more money. I don't I, need like, this. He put all of his kids, most of them, on uh, his mixtape that just came out with credits. His, his how old are they? They're Eight, like, nine, ten. Yeah, nine, ten, yeah, eleven. Yeah, so like with that mindset, I can see him knowing that he, I can do this again. Yeah, he's, he's basically like, doing a DJ Khaled thing because that's all DJ Khaled. He said, "Y'all can so. have this. I don't. I don't need it. I'm not. I wasn't doing nothing. Like like towards the saying, uh, I like. I, I'm not doing nothing with it anyway. He wasn't. Yeah. It was just sitting there. So y'all can have it. Y'all I, can do what y'all want well, with it because I, I'm gonna move on and make more money. And I, I think like, with the whole family thing too, you got to remember like after. Nikki and Drake fell out over the Meek stuff. You don't really know where their mindset is mm-hmm. as a family. So in his mind, because I so devil's advocate, but flip, if I flip, I flip sides, I'm Lil Wayne, and I have this catalog of shit I'm not doing anything with. If I sell this music to Universal, I get paid up up front hundred million dollars. Universal is going to use the catalog, right? Mostly Nikki and Drake stuff. Mm-hmm. So if Drake and Nikki don't get paid up front now, when their shit gets used. They'll get paid later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Drake has his own label. Nikki will be fine. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, no matter how you feel about her, she's not going anywhere. Yeah. She for, Also, she is way more influential than I give her credit for. Because I shit you not, I watched this um, Tiny Desk, like, freestyle rapping thing. Top 10. It had Denzel Curry on it, Anderson Pack, uh 
and then two or three other girls on there. But I shit you not, every single girl sounded like Nicki Minaj. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all I knew, of the high I, voice, the, the head wiggles, the arms on the on the hips mm-hmm. and the rap. I'm like, I knew Holy Nicki, Nicki Minaj was influential when uh, you got that haircut like her. When she uh, <laughs> when she had people going out getting fake butts, and when she had everybody wearing that um that pink bob whip uh bob wig uh, or not even the pink bob. I take it back to when she first came out. The Barbie chain. Every woman having Barbie Jesus, in her name, yeah. the two tone with the Chinese bang, that, yeah, that, that, that one. like that's when you knew, and this is when she first came out, and everybody yeah. was trying to look like her and be like her. The just her whole look, and I have to give her credit for that. She still has that. If Nikki was to come out right now and be out for a minute, women would be still trying to look like her, mm-hmm. and people aren't doing that with Cardi. You know what I mean? You don't see that with her. You know, she's like. And not not saying nothing bad about her, but they're not trying to emulate Cardi B, mm-hmm. not the way they were doing Nicki. I get you. Well, it also like shows how strong she is an influencer. Uh, she made a, married a pedophile, so and her her <laughs> her image and brand is still intact. They stopped playing the music at school dances though. Publicly, I mean, should, should they been there anyway? <laughs> Should they have been playing them there anyway? I, I don't. I don't think anyone under the age of eighteen should and really be listening. Don't want uh, from oh, five hundred feet away. Remember the kids' pop. Remember the oh, kids' pop version of that song. Oh, I love it so much. The educate. Anyway. 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 Oh anyway. my god. But yeah, I don't think I would like to believe that there was a conversation so that they were prepared and not blindsided by that. Okay, so no, no, yeah, I have a theory as well. Oh God, what? okay. And my mine's mine's real simple. Kind of okay. makes sense, probably. Uh, <laughs> kind of makes sense, probably. Who that. knows? Maybe. <laughs> sure. I guess I, I didn't fully. I didn't. Stop, I didn't continue. I didn't think about the whole thing yet. But I'm gonna start saying it and see where this I, goes. I, <laughs> Come I with me and you see. <laughs> what's, the, what's the theory? I feel like he needed the check. Damn, son, where'd you find that? Like Need? Pers- needed. No, want it? Because wait, let me see how. Wait, I'll be back. Because <laughs> if you, if because he just had all this legal stuff, still has the legal stuff, still has legal stuff. Mo- and obviously, like from everything he's shown, he's not a businessman. So I don't even know if his accountant is counting his money right. Well, what? And like, what nobody's touring right now. Not even, so, even before this last like five years, he has no real. Income with music because he couldn't put anything out. He couldn't perform his music. So yeah, maybe. What income did he have? Yeah. Okay, so his network is 150 million, which on the scope of things is not. Bless excuse, me, excuse me, it's not a crazy amount, especially since he sold something for 100 million. So he sold something with more than his net worth. Well, almost, almost more than his net worth. And and that didn't include his stuff. That was a combination of his stuff and two other people. Like I, I felt like he honestly needed the check. But that net worth is representative of the stuff he owned, though, not necessarily what he was making. Yeah, yeah, net worth is never representative about what you're physically so making. If he, or what if, you physically if, have, is what your full value is at. If all his music is tied up, and he can't produce more and make more or perform that. Whereas, what income does he have? Okay, so he makes about roughly twenty million a year. The last reported is he made nineteen million in two thousand eighteen. 17, he made 16 million. So the highest over the past since 
His highest he's made was 2012, 27 million. So That's he's he sits around like 20 million a year in his take home. Yeah, where's where where he taking it home from though? Like where's that money coming from? Probably whatever other ventures he has. Well, you in know music. he does. He has. He does commercials. He does. You know what I mean. He does a lot of little got, stuff he, that he probably gets paid a decent amount to do. He's got a lot his, of endorsements. His skate park that he probably opens to like private people. I say he uh, skating his, stuff. I say he probably has a whole lot of other stuff that we just don't pay attention to. Skating stuff is a lot of money. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like I don't. He, all his money, like Torrance said, has been tied up for the most part, and no one's touring and everything right now. So, but I wouldn't trust he probably him. needed it. I wouldn't trust him with touring anyway because the last time I remember him touring, he just like walked off the stage because he just like you know what I'm not feeling this and is left. I mean, you can do that. That's well, mean, well, yeah, as long as you show up. Yeah, that's you, you pick up your back. So end. he does. So his royalties. Um, he's a director. Nigga, did you get his taxes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a television director, a songwriter, composer, and producer. Um, he produced a Drake documentary in 2010. Um, I wonder if that He owned a clothing line, Truck 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 He's co owner of Tidal. Oh, yeah, he is oh. one of the co owners of Tidal. You know, okay. Tidal has like 100 co owners. Depending I mean, on how much you invest in the company, it determines what your royalties would be. Yeah. Knowing him, he's stupid. He probably gave him a lot of money. It's not stupid, but he probably gave him a lot of money, though. Mm, I guess if it's increase your royalties for titles, why not? Yeah. Because that was a whole big thing when it came out. It's like any musician that invests in the company, like however, like de- their royalties were determined based upon how much money they put into the company. So if you put in a lot, your royalties, your percentage per play was a lot higher than everybody else's. Okay. I like that. I mean, it's, it was, it's a good look, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, if you don't put that much money in, you're better off just sticking with Apple and Spotify at that point in time. Hmm. Anything else, uh, Friction? I kind of just piggyback on what Torrance said. It kind of really stuck with me is that he wasn't doing nothing with that, mu- that music anyway. So if he didn't sell the publishing rights, they're still going to get paid. They just won't own their masters. They're gonna get. They have a potential to get paid more with Universal owning their stuff mm-hmm. than Lil Wayne owning it. Yeah, if that's the case. It's still, if that's the case. But if the publishing rights are gone, and that's trash. But kind of like just jumping off of what Mrs. Ivy Friction is that they do have a family mindset. mindset. So, I, like that's like that's like with us. If I own Suchi stuff, I would still legitly have a conversation even if i felt like i was going to do it i'm like hey bro this is a move i'm thinking about making and to uh, our public knowledge I, I mean i would no i'm i'm, I'm uh, you probably but i mean in the music industry i don't know if, if the family thing really means anything because dame dash wouldn't give uh jay-z his his masters uh, they, back they, he sold his that music, they like, fell out for one but They're, i'm saying that was one of the reasons why they fell out right um, because of the whole Def Jam, uh, Def Jam, Def Jam deal, the Def Jam deal, and then also he Dame Dash wouldn't share any of the Dipset stuff either. He didn't. Yeah, because I think what he, happened was he, Jay they, took Kanye. Well, before the, before they split, when they signed um, Cam to Rockefeller, they were so all, most artists that signed Rockefeller were split down the middle. But when when he brought um, the Dipset people on. It, he kept them to himself. Like he didn't. He he wrote Jay Z off of it without Jay Z knowing he wasn't getting part of that money. So they fell over that. And then when Jay Z acquired Def Jam, he tried to do that same thing on the flip side. He's like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm absorbing Def Jam, but this chunk of it is mine. But Dame Dash is like, you, you're putting it under our umbrella. Why can't I get 
part of that, that, that $50 million, whatever that he was supposed to get from that deal. He's like, no, you have Cam, you have your section of Rockefeller, I have my section of Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. So when they split, then yeah, they split it like by... Right. Yeah. Well, I think, I just, the only reason I even brought up the whole family dynamic is just the way they are publicly. They are very public about that's my brother, that's my sister, yeah. you know, Wayne. And they are so loyal to Wayne because Wayne brought them in. So, and I think, and Wayne publicly has shown a lot of respect towards them as artists and as people. And it's just, they they make that family, they bring up that family image. Now, whether or not it's like that behind closed doors, we'll never know. But from what we see, I feel like it's safe to assume that there was a conversation, especially if the publishing wasn't so with it, then I really don't see what the issue would be because, like I Fiction was saying, Wayne wasn't doing nothing with their music anyway. And so if Wayne wasn't being smart enough to kind of shop it around so that it is being used in movies and, and commercials and things like that, then why not hand it over to, to a business like Universal who will definitely do that and they can continue to get paid off that stuff. Okay, so I, I get what you're saying then. So as long as he didn't sell the publishing rights. Yeah, it's not a bad they're deal. They're going yeah. to shop around the, the, the music, mm-hmm. and they but they still have to pay him. Yeah, so it's not a bad deal. And also in actuality, like as, as long as that they came to terms with all of that, and that this wasn't just a shock and awe thing that Wayne just did this off the, off just you know off spur, drugs yeah off drugs and off the spur of the moment he don't do drugs no more now if it, if it was a deal if it was a thing like Drake like hey Wayne before you sell that kind of my, my my masters and he was like no nah. then that's that's trash <laughs> if Nicki yeah. was like hey let me let me get the option of what you want for it I'll pay you for it and he was like no nah. so that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of iffy about because. It, it boggles my mind that artists wouldn't want to own their Those, own masters, especially with them being newer artists. Yeah, or, well, I, or, I can see Nikki taking money over her masters because, again, she's not business yeah. minded. Where Drake is building an empire and building record a record label, so having his masters funding his record label makes sense for him. Or, re- may, or maybe there's a po- there's, there's this possibility that maybe it'll be easier for them to acquire, or at least in Drake's buy sense, it back. to buy it back from Universal than it would have been just to get it for, off of Wayne. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and like I said, because of that sense of loyalty, you know what I mean? You don't want to feel like you're being disloyal, being like, yeah, I love you, but can I have my stuff, please? Yeah. Well, also, that the, the hot potato mentality is nice because it, it distances those masters away from baby now. Mm-hmm. You have another bridge in between you and cash mm-hmm. money, so you're buying it from Universal. So if, if baby chases your masters, he has to go to Universal to get to your masters they sold to users. Now, he's not going to beat Universal that, yeah. in the in court. That is a thing, though, uh, if somebody else tries to buy him. Because it's one thing when your daddy got your stuff. Ain't nobody finna come to your daddy for your stuff. Yeah, But not a stranger got it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I and, think I know what I can do with it. And it, could, <laughs> and it could get deeper than that because thinking about how successful Drake's albums could be, like what mm-hmm. if he, what if, and like he negotiated with Universal, was like, hey, I'll drop my next three albums with y'all. We can always do a Michael Jackson uh, Eminem. Who, who Michael, Michael Jackson bought somebody's mask. Beatles. He bought everybody's. The Beatles. No, it was the Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. But he bought the no, Beatles I know, no, 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 I know which one you're talking about. Did he it was bought- the Beatles. You sure? Was, no. Okay. Oh, no, no, this no, no, is a story. There no, was a diss. He does own Eminem's. Uh, yeah, Eminem dissed him, and he bought his masters. He no, bought. That's he, what I'm saying. It, it wasn't. Let me hold on. I guess let's make sure for sure. But I think okay. it's Eminem's. No. It was research. Pause. I swear. 
Because the only reason I remember this story because it sounded like the most boss thing I can ever imagine. Like he like, oh, I don't like what you're saying, but I bought your music, and I was like, dang, like Michael Jackson flexing like this. Because it was it was somebody of a diff of of around the same era, where they they made a diss towards him, and he was like, you know, he was like, since you're not gonna sell me this, yo, yo, whatever. He went and bought the company because he had so much share in uh, Universal. There's a lot. It's going to take me a minute to find. Oh, this. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. So he bought <laughs> Michael Jackson now owns the rights to Eminem's back catalog after his partnership company. Sony ATV purposed the publishing company famous music for 30, 370 million. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, this I know, is I'm talking about the situation that you're talking about, though. I know he owns Eminem's music, but it's somebody particular who wouldn't sell him something, so he bought the company. No, no, he outbid Paul McCartney. Is that, is that who it was? He outbid mm-hmm. Paul McCartney for the uh, for Beatles. He didn't buy the company. He bought the Beatles okay. music from uh, Sony. No, the company you're talking about is the thing that Jeremy that, uh, the I Sony ATV. Yeah, yeah. It's got Eminem, Akon, Shakira, Shakira, Beck, Bajork. Bjork. <laughs> so it's a Reddit article and it has the, the tweet. So it was like, I did not know that Eminem dissed Michael Jackson and then MJ sued him. Then Eminem apologized and MJ bought all his publishing, uh, bought all the publishing. Sony just bought back the rights to Eminem's music in 2016. So MJ owned Eminem for about nine years. Oh, and then, oh, not to, put on, to, to add to that, uh, the song that he dissed him on, Just Lose It, he took it off the air. <laughs> for the nine years, so not just lose it wasn't anywhere for nine years because it was diss Michael Jackson. You know what? That's funny. I don't remember hearing that song. I remember when it first came out. I remember hearing it on the radio ever since. Yeah, that is some ball stuff. So <laughs> just he's saying. from Gary, bro. That's that's what People you call forget. A, Mike is from Gary, son. That's what you call a flex. That shit doesn't go anywhere, bro. He's, it doesn't. Oh. It doesn't. Oh, bro. So I brought that up to say that. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. Somebody. Oh no, because I was saying how somebody else could buy their music. Oh, now. okay, yeah. So it depends on who want because I give. Who, who hey, wants to wait. be that patty? All right, now I know you know cause we got some Drake haters here. Now, if like Pusha T or like me or Joe Budden, I mean, any of these people will buy Drake's music. It will be the most devastating thing you know, in rap history. You know who he beefs with a lot. That could actually buy his music. Who? Jay Z. Because they beef a lot. And they 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 jab each other a lot. And Jay Z got the capital to do it. Jay Z has does. the money to buy it. Doesn't Jay Z isn't Jay Z like a stake owner in Universal in some degree? Well, it's title like associated with Universal. I, I don't know. Hmm. That's crazy. I would love if Jay Z bought Drake's music. That's hilarious. That'd be the most boss. Petty. But I feel like their back and forth is a little more like we understand it's just music type thing. Like for the culture type thing. People are petty though. That's no, you're not wrong. Oh. If Drake did buy Pushes uh Pushes Masters, that'd be crazy. So Well the Universal owns them, so So Rock Nation is a branch of Universal. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, it, it, yeah. UMG is like the <laughs> yeah because because Rock Nation is basically a publishing. It's published. It's, it's a publishing. publishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, the 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 what is it? Sony Universal are pretty much the two big ones, and everything else pretty much falls under. Yeah, everything trickles under them. That would be so petty though, because 
to to have that mindset, you'll be doing it just to have it so that nobody else can use it. That would be the reasoning because otherwise you're still going to have to pay them if they got the publishing. But you're also getting paid you know off his I mean? music, though. So go ahead and diss me, bro. And that beef coming back. Go ahead and diss back. me, son. <laughs> oh, you coming back. You will never back. win. Just you will never win. Just shelf them. The master's coming back to back. Hey, minute. Hey, minute. This is doing good, man. Thanks for the check. Like, oh. <laughs> it stinks. Sideline this music. Ooh. Pick your singles out for him. I'm going to hold your album on the shelf for the next three you, years. Hey, this is modern day slavery. Oh, you want it you yeah. to re-release self-care. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. Oh, take care, I mean, you want to re-release take care? Write me oh. a 10-page paper. <laughs> Apology paper. Change the artwork. <laughs> it's just Jay-Z's face in the clouds. <laughs> Instead of Drake's head. Like, there's a reason that Nas and Jay-Z get along now. Because he owns his music. <laughs> gotta, I own, gotta get along. I own you. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah, he's like God with a God killing gun. <laughs> Ether killed me, but I owned it. <laughs> I own it now. <laughs> my only weakness. <laughs> I got it now. Oh my goodness. Anyway, any more any it's more true. theories on this? Oh, I think we covered everything. Yeah. But I would say watch that uh, Lil Wayne podcast though. You get some good stories from that. Ah, oh, my other theory. He needs the money. To pay for Don't his you say dreads to give oh, okay. uh, to give life back to his dreads. No, I just need <laughs> Reginae to tell her daddy to please just, get, a, head, just get a fade, bro. I didn't realize just how bad it was till he was on the uh, Mass Singer. Dude, yeah. when he doesn't have the hat took, on, they, they took that. They, they took <laughs> with that, the hat on, they took that uh, <laughs> that robot mask off his head. He looked like he balled in, and it's just. <sighs> I thought he was sick. This is why you need real friends. Who is his real friends? No, 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 no. no, no. Nikki, no, Dre, no, 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 no one in that. Nope. His his daughter ain't told him R- to real, cut it off yet. Real friends would have been heeding him every day until he cut that. I mean, just like nonstop, call him, good morning, bro. Hey, man, good money, man, and then just lighten him up. You know why they don't though? Well, they might now, but before, why they didn't? Because if they told him to cut his dreads, he was gonna cut their music. Damn, son, you. where'd you find this? Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, moving on. Moving Let on. Let me just reach. Let me reach. Okay. Damn, that's tough, boy. And you missed. So moving on. Uh, so we wanted to talk about body positivity. It's okay to be big. No, let's let me finish before you keep talking, please. <laughs> Stop. Look up body. I want to read this verbatim. I be friction is, is wilding out over here. Thank Body God. positivity. Thank God y'all can't see what is on his tablet. Bloody positivity. It's Erase a, this. Erase that part. Roly poly Erase that part. He's small and circling round. What are you? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Because you're terrible. So body positivity is a social movement initially created to empower and popularize overweight men women and men while also challenging the ways in which society presents and views the physical body i want to take note that that definition has nothing to do with health and i think that's a problem (laughs) jerry just did the big girl pose when they have the arms up and like you know like they're always trying to constantly scare a bear away (laughs) <laughs> the big girls pose on the, on beaches. <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. 
fact that you knew before you saw that is <laughs> terrible. Anyway, it reminds me no, of Weight Watchers. No, stop. Before we go deeper into this, I okay. really think it's important that we first talk about body image mm-hmm. and where does that start? When do you? When did you? become more conscious of how you look in comparison to others. I, um, my first time wanting to be like, like jacked or ever change my body image came from wrestling. That was the first time I've ever like, really like, I was like, man, I wonder if I can grow up and look like that. Mm-hmm. Cause them dudes looked a lot different than my uncles. <laughs> <laughs> Big right. Papa Pump looked a lot different than my uncles. I'm like, how right. do I look like Bret Hart? Like, how do I look like, like you know, how these Scott Steiner? Like, I want to look like those dudes. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, that was my first like ever like man. Like, okay, so let's let's bring it down a little bit. And so, when did it start for you or for any of you as far as when it came to in school and being around like people around you and stuff oh, like, like that? Like, talking yeah. Shit. Fourth grade maybe was the first like chubby jokes I got. Fifth grade maybe. I think same for me was like fourth and fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wait, wait, wait. Actually, no, no, no. It was mine was six, six, seven, and eighth grade. That's so where it's so all the middle school. Yeah, all the middle school. It was at its worst in middle school. Though, yeah, man. my sixth grade year before I got into wrestling. And you know, what? I'm kind of just piggyback. I think wrestling because even in like, yeah, wrestling was the them bodies were like well, that guy's massive. How do I be massive like that guy? Mm-hmm. And no one, no one had the answers, and no one in my family was jacked at all, yeah. so they couldn't help me either. But the FBI found out in the nineties, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> didn't they? It was, couldn't t- couldn't take those little candies. Suchi, <laughs> I've never really had it. I mean, well, I mean, no, just when it was the first time you dealt with it, or you've never really felt like you never cared. I've been so nonchalant my whole life for the most part. So okay. like. Pretty like nigga. I've had there there are privilege pretty nigga privilege boy. it's not that like uh-huh. I like I've had people in my family who were jacked and I knew my family's like I saw mm-hmm. at certain things as they grew up like it was either if you worked out you were gonna get jacked or if you just didn't work out and you drank beer you're gonna get a beer belly mm-hmm. and for my for the most part like my mom was thin mostly her like I, I got the opposite it wasn't like chubby jokes it was like you know, toothpick, skinny, small, frail, whatever. I mean, but that's still a, that's still a thing. But that's just like it really didn't affect me because I was like, okay. all right, whatever. Brendan, yeah, mine was probably say within the past three to four years, hmm. to be honest, because very similar to Suchi, like my issue when I was younger was that I was just short. Mm. That was pretty much I was always the shortest person in the group. Like mm-hmm. I didn't actually start like really growing until I was midway through my sophomore year in high school. But by that time, it's just like, you know, when you, you know, 14 years and you're always the shortest person in the group, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and you can't control you growing. Right. And like in like in height, you know, that's just one of the things that, you know, you just deal with. And then I, I grew finally and then I stopped being the shortest person around. So that really bugged me. But I would say like where I really started to like really look and want to pay attention to like how my body looked was literally like within the past half a decade was where I was like, you know, I want my body to look like something. Mm hmm. And that by that time, it's like, cause I'm, I'm, I've always been pretty much skinny and right. all that other stuff. So it will, I've never really thought about it and I don't overeat or anything like that to worry about weight. So right. that was pretty much it. 
What's funny? What? Oh no, my um, you roasting you, bro. I didn't mix my drink very well, so this is all like Jack at the bottom. I took a big <laughs> sip and it hurt me. Oh, um, but um, I was gonna say for me, I think it's. I would say it started in middle school. I know growing up for me, I was like doted on a lot, like by family and stuff. So I was always pretty. So I never felt a way about that. Well, yeah, I never felt a way about that. It wasn't until I got older, until I got to about middle school, when when I started watching more TV and started noticing what other people were paying attention to. And so, like, you got to think, like, well, that's when you start really liking, liking people and stuff like that. And so you got to think this is early 2000s. And so it's like, you know, the the model image for a, a and granted, this is for a, a woman and not a kid. But the image was, you know, to be, you know, for a black woman, big boobs, small waist, big butt. That was all that has always been the image. Flat stomach, you know. Pretty, you know, we're going to pretty here, all of that other stuff. But the main thing was that. And so I was always small. I was a small girl. Didn't have no, nothing, shaped nothing up until I probably was almost halfway through high school. And not, not, to, <laughs> not, to, not, not to make like a sexist uh, crack mm-hmm. at that. It's like that's definitely something more um, I, I, I feel and see more targeted most women more than men. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, most it, definitely. It, you're, you're, you're going to see it in men for the men that are overweight. But in terms of everything, whether you're overweight or you're really, really skinny, like or or in between, women deal with that on a regular basis. And that, that's what I was going to go with, because even with me recognizing like I wanted to be jacked like other people, like I didn't have the struggles that I know a woman would, because even like my fourth, like fifth, sixth, um, seventh, eighth grade, like. You know that was that was a that was a I I only was in a big struggle. I wasn't like bullied, but like people would say stuff. But then when I got to high school, I found out I was funny, so mm-hmm. I was okay. Then martial arts, I found out I can fight, so I was okay. <laughs> like it was like I never right. I never was like cried and like or like felt like oh man. Like the biggest thing I can think of was because um, I've always been like a big guy. So, like, over the last, like, maybe three years, I started, like, working out, you know, a lot. And not even because of body image. It was because, like, I was too tired to play with my kids. So, and then I saw a picture where I was the same size as Lorax. And I think, you know, there's a certain level of how big you need to be as a, as a human being. So, it was the health part that really affected me, not the not the how I looked, if that makes well, sense. Like, and remember, when we were in high school, too, image-wise, um, you look at magazines and stuff. Because, like, back then, the internet wasn't as big, right? Right. So, image came from magazines, TV. TV. Mm-hmm. Most movie star males weren't super jack guys back then at the mm-hmm. time. Even action stars weren't huge. Like, like John Claude Van Damme was the biggest, like, muscular. But, like, what's, what's the other dude? The, um, the, or um, Schwarzenegger or Stallone well, or something. Not, I'm not, saying, what? But, 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 like, most but most of them action you, stars at the time, like, Jackie Chan, Jet Li. Yeah, your average. Um, yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the dude with the ponytail? Um, did you train Anderson Silva? Like there was like normal looking dudes that are like Or this. even your uh your uh Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Uh, he was like Tom Y'all, y'all was looked shape. at pictures of them in the nineties, right? They they, they were, were they ripped, were, they were ripped they but they weren't like, they were, big. They weren't big they were, like, compared to Vin Diesel, The Rock, yeah. Jason Statham. They're not they weren't shredded like they that. They wasn't V shaped. No, they wide. no, I I get it. They weren't like size wise, they weren't huge, but they were still like They jacked, looked but attainable they though. They looked normal. It they looked like look, it looked like for, oh, I can look like that. Or for an athlete for someone being quite athletic, like that's a normal look. The most the most shredded person at the time was Rob Van Dam at the at that time when we were younger. 
the most the biggest dude now is the rock yeah compare if you compare the two mm. van, <laughs> looking like van damme's way more realistic and looking like the <laughs> rock so for us you know the the bar was set a lot lower but you can compare that to same time period for girls pamela anderson uh, Holly Berry, like Carmen Electra, mm-hmm. Carmen Electra, like that. They their beauty standards are so fucking Angelina high. Jolie. And Jolie, and then like you look at you look at in high school. So for guys, as long as you didn't smell and you weren't super fat, girls liked you. Yeah, but girls, you had to have your hair together. You had to have a butt or boobs, one or the other. You couldn't be mm-hmm. fat. You couldn't stink. Makeup had to be together. Makeup had to be together. No, no, God forbid, acne, yeah. braces. Like and so I, I would have hated being a girl. And well, then, now think about that same thing. Now hold on. About this, about this time though, if you if you were too skinny, they ain't want to date you either. For for boys, yeah. Oh, good girls don't care. I don't know, but you know what? You know, you, you, I can tell you that no. was most you, of the hood niggas in our school, bro. Yeah, especially they hooped. No, they could jump. Hoopers were always skinny, tiny That's, dudes. Yeah, they're just tall. I think. I think no, it was just you. No, nah, the because you. because you stank, the, you? the the ones in Bever- like when I went to Beverage, Tolleston, and even uh even at Velt, it was. The people who played sports who were more muscular. Skinny dudes. So most people at Velt were skinny, bro, because we didn't really. Come, the, being, the, the, sport, the being, people who play sports. Being the voice of women right now on this podcast, I can tell you right now. In what is this between what, 2001 and 2008? Being skinny was not a downfall. No. <laughs> no. It's still not. It's still not, it's still not really. I think, well, no, 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 no. I will say I am seeing a shift to women wanting somebody that has a little bit more meat on their bones. Mm-hmm. But being skinny won't get you an automatic out as, as compared to being more overweight. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but I'm sa- all I was saying was if you were, if you did, if you were too skinny or you didn't have like muscle definition or whatever, like they, it wasn't something that they were looking for. The they wanted time, athletes. The well, time. I feel like that goes in with, uh, I'm, when you say that, I'm envisioning Steve Urkel. And then I would have to give you that. No, the only only time too skinny was a problem in high school, if you were, and excuse my language, were like a bitch. Like you weren't <laughs> a tough dude, or if you were pushover, you weren't yeah, funny. No, or, yeah, no, yeah. Then it's yeah. a personality then thing. Then it's a personality thing. Because a lot of, of the skinny, skinny dudes I knew at Westside were fighters. So Yeah, no matter. That. That's why I said, when you said belt, man, most of Delaney was all skinny dude brawlers. Like, yeah. And they all wasn't on the basketball team because they didn't have GPA. So, we had a dude in my, uh, in 8-7. Ooh, ooh, man. I like Maybe Delaney, I y'all, just... and it's no problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no issue at all, man, at all, man. Yeah, I don't but, know. Maybe, uh, maybe because I was like I was small up until maybe my junior year in high school. And you were like, emotional too. I'm just saying. And you weren't look. Are you saying you weren't looked at? Not as much. Over? Not as much as like Aaron. Not as much as Aaron. Well, yeah. You and Aaron don't look the same. <laughs> but you know what, Torn? Like, no that's, that's you don't thing. look no the jokes. same. No jokes. No jokes. Well, no, you also had <laughs> braids back then, you know, and stuff. We do have that picture of you. You know, you didn't have the facial hair. No, I, I didn't, know. but I was still like, I still looked like me. Yeah, you did. But you are comparing yourself to someone that you don't look like. I'm saying body-wise. So you guys didn't have the same body back then. That's exactly. So why are you comparing? Compare yourself to someone who you have the same body as. And they got I'm, the attention that you need. I know for a fact Aaron's a little more aggressive than you. He's a little more, no, like, no, more no, old school, no. old, old school no. manly man. Okay, okay, okay. Do the hand, do the hand, do the hand, do the hand, do the hand. Why I all the tour? Straight to the moon. <laughs> 
can we not pow Mr. right to kiss Grinch. you right now? <laughs> okay. But no, so, but Torrance, I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought something that up. Could you just made me remember something? Because. Huh? Oh, about to get this drink. Y'all are so. So, like, you, you just brought me back to high school when Call I had braces. No, so you brought me back to when I was in high school and I had braces. He has antibodies, bro. Because uh, <laughs> the, the the only time I was about to be truly scared was when I had when I found out I had to get braces, and they what they made me. Um, this is a hilarious story. So when I when I went to the uh, orthodontist, it better be. But you set the bar up now. <laughs> I went to the orthodontist the first time, like you know they did the whole X ray and everything like that. So they they brought me in, they put me in this room, and but basically like a room like this kind of with a long table and everything. And they're like, we're gonna have you watch a video. The video was information about braces, but it was specifically targeted around headgears. <laughs> like 80% of that video was about maintaining and keeping care of a headgear. I still feel me now. At that point in time, fear was put into you, me because Brandon knew he wasn't going to make it. <laughs> he said, I am dead. <laughs> I'm not gonna survive bro, this. Bro, can so I be homeschooled? No, in band, all we did, oh. all we did, is roast each other, and a lot of us were vicious, and it was it was awful. The second I'm a batch, I say, if I have to have a headgear, I'm done. I might as well, I might as well never come back. I need to, I might need to consider suicide or something because I am not going to survive this school and the people I'm around with this headgear on. So I am just. Literally, like in the verge of crying in that uh, because <laughs> I, 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 have, I have no idea what's about to happen. Hey, bro, you sit there like from Boys in the Hood when he's about to take him to jail. He's like, you know, you go to jail, right? He's like, he said, man, come on, man. <laughs> you mean like Brendan with the jail in real time? Oh my! <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? Shut up, foreshadowing. <laughs> But the second they got there, he's like, so they, when the video came off, I'm just sitting there just like this. And they're like, you have any questions? I'm like, do I have to get ahead? Because, you know, why, and as a kid. No amount of tears yeah, as, as a teenager, you're just like, so I'm, I'm running this whole scenario down in my mind. And also in the back of my head, I'm like, are my teeth that fucked up? <laughs> what? Because I'm literally like, I'm just analyzing my mouth and everything. And I, and I, I used to have a, 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 a minor gap in my front two teeth. It's very minor. Yeah. It's average. But on the back of my mind, I'm just like, my teeth are straight. They're not crooked or nothing like that. How fucked up is my mouth <laughs> that this headgear is, is about to become a necessity? It's the only option. It's the only option. <laughs> you went from like kind of okay to yuck mouth in 0.2. Ex- exactly. Like just shooting everything straight down. Oh For the God. grace of God, thank God. The woman's like, oh, no, you just need regular braces. I was like, oh, thank God. They need to put that as a, as a disclaimer. I, I still don't understand like, I, like, so, what has to happen for people to need headgear. You know what? I don't know. And I hope that technology has evolved to the point <laughs> where that is unnecessary. It is 2020. And if they can't figure out how to fix your teeth without you wearing a helmet slash cage for your mouth, we have bigger problems. <laughs> Look how burnt he is. He didn't even get the headgear. He almost got headgear. He's burnt. Look well, bro, he, he is advocating shit. for them all. He says never again should never y'all again. ever need headgear. No, that's a real thing. Like, it's 2020. Yeah. If you putting people in headgear now, first of all, you you putting a target on their life. Oh yeah, and oh, no, second, and especially with the internet society now. Oh, bro, you're oh, suicide popular. They now. will make it. Oh. <laughs> Four year olds are mean, so I can only imagine. You gotta be. You gotta Invisalign, be headgear. Invisalign headgear. 
You are, you, man, you might as well take all my teeth out and give me dentures, <laughs> man. Where are you, at? you at home watching? You watching Vizline commercials? <laughs> <laughs> Mama, how can I get that? <laughs> Shut up, yuck. And you're gonna see drug dealing is on the rise. Because <laughs> Invisalign ain't cheap. No. So they no. go like, we look, I'm about to push this weight because I am not getting the head gear. No, no way. But back, circling back. <laughs> okay, circling body back. positivity. So. Wait, wait, before we switch, before we circle all the way back. <laughs> before we circle all the way back. He brought up a good thing, though, big, big point, because oh. that, that pressure was pressure without the internet. And yeah. comparing yourself to other teenagers and stuff around the world. Because, you know, we compare it to high school. Like, I, when I look back at high school, I had to be, like, and not to be, like, boastful, but, like, one of the top ten most, not, like, physically attractive, but, like, attractive males in school because I was really I was really good with girls. I got flirt, like, the biggest flirt my, in my yearbook my last year. Like, I was really good with women. If I would have had that same mentality and, like, saw other dudes, like, do you see these teens now, these kids now, mm-hmm. these rich kids? Like, I would compare myself to those other kids. My self-esteem would have been through the fucking floor. Like so, I don't even know how these kids now yeah. are handling stuff like, like the way they look and the way they feel. I mean, and then when you look at them, I, if you was to go to a high school right now, I would look like I belong there, and not just because I'm small, but because they look so grown. Yeah, like these girls are t- thirteen, fourteen, face full of makeup. Yeah, you know, weave down their backs and dress like an Instagram thought. Yeah, like and that's normal. Like it's yeah. it's normal. My little cousin's a freshman now, um, at Southern, and she does hair when she's back in in uh in town, and she's doing this girl's hair. She has this, like the puffer pink jacket, or whatever, and like was sitting there doing the hair done long braids, like on like the kind of like the thick braids go down mm-hmm. your head. She stood up, bro. I shit you not. This she looked like fucking like, like fucking like. I don't know how to describe it. her. Ass was huge. I'm just like <laughs> this bitch is eighteen. My mind, I'm like, and then I'm like, I hope she's 18. So I'm like, so I had to like, God, this guy left the room. I just got up and left. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna, cause like, they, they were not built like that when I was in high school. No, they were not built like this when I was in high school. No, they're yeah. hitting puberty way early, cause it, it was like the ones who looked like that were older <laughs> than they should have been in school, yeah. or they hit puberty like way early. And so you know, you had, of course, we all had like my best friend. She had. Definitely had boobs and everything when we were in high school, like freshman year coming out the gate. To my Sydney, don't know who that is. Um, so, um, and even with that, with having that look at that age, it was assumed that she was fast, that she was, you know, having sex and and everything else. Because just because she had the body that every you know that people liked and everything, yeah. and that to me is crazy too. But. Anyway, we're understanding where, you know, all all of our ideas of body image come from. When they talk about body positivity, I think the problem is that it does not include health. I think to push and say, oh, regardless to how healthy you are, you should be happy with how you look is crazy to me. I think at some point there should be some type of strive to be healthy. Now, if you're healthy, healthy ish or trying to be healthy and you still look the way you look, by all means, love yourself. Please love yourself. I do. Because you're trying, you know, but if you look the way you look and you have high blood pressure, diabetes or all these other type of issues 
And yet you want to still stand there and be like, oh, but I, I love the way I look. And it's kind of like I'm concerned because you're not healthy. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you got to be a health freak. I'm not, I'm not the most healthiest eater, but geez, like, I try. And you notice everything you said is weight-related issues mm-hmm. because they're the only faction of the body positive people who backlash the people who try to leave that group. Mm-hmm. Because the body positive also covers women who get – their best, their breast removed from you know cancer, mm. and like mm. understand that because like it's like body positive for everything. So okay, like okay. you lose your breast from cancer, you have the scars that like, the women show off their scars, you get tattoos. That's so, like that's so dope. They, you know they 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 they, say, they support each other, which mm-hmm. you should you know be mm-hmm. you know that's that's uncomfortable. You're a woman for thirty years, you lose your breast, right? And right. Then, you know that's a big part of your sexuality and your, yeah. your identity. You know what I mean? And then, but at the same time though, those same women who lose their breasts, those who get implants. Mm-hmm. Don't get attacked by the ones who refuse to get implants. You know right, what I mean? Right. The ones who have really bad acne scarring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't get attacked. People who are trying to do, who are getting medication to fix their acne, fix their face, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's only the ones when it comes to weight where they backlash each other when they change their body type. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm starting to realize. Okay. Well, and it's like, and I'm don't want to downplay it, but even the categories you use. In, in in support of what you're saying, these are serious health conditions, yeah, and things that they have to to keep their lives, yeah, mm-hmm. all out of their control, yeah. So, <laughs> well, no, let, before help. you say that, before you help. say that, because there help. are issues and conditions that can cause you to be overweight, yes. I, and like that a, there's like really thyroid, yeah, like a thyroid, thyroid issue or like, something like that. Like I agree, I agree with that. It's just that it kind of with Torrance is that as soon as someone wants to say, "Hey, I want to be healthy," it's like in part of this community, and they start losing their weight. All of a sudden, like, oh, they're not loving themselves. They're kind of going with the vibe, and it's like, like. And I love to speak like I'm not a I'm not a black woman. I know, and I'm not a woman in general. I know when it comes to being so overweight, a white woman <laughs> in a past life. Um, I know when it comes to being <laughs> overweight, um, being a woman is a really it's a bigger deal. But I always think about how, like for me, like I'm always been a bigger guy, but like my blood pressure. I mean, I'm, I almost hit like 120 over 60 every time. Like I have like perfect blood pressure. Like my, my cholesterol is good. And everything, you know, I just like meat and potatoes. So, it when it, but I can say that I'm healthy. But when you really think about that, that is an outlier. That is not the case for everybody that's that that is overweight. You know, so when you think about people that are overweight and they don't have high blood pressure, diabetes runs in their family. Um, when my you, grand, I mean, my granddaddy had diabetes. Yeah, you know, and he lived to be eighty nine years yeah, old. Yeah, so it's like when you think about these health issues and like, hey guys, it's okay, look okay with your skin, but how's your health? And correlation, the healthier you get, you're going to lose weight, unless you have a underlying health condition. Like, there's no way you can maintain if you're really trying to get your blood pressure down, get your cholesterol down. Um, get your body fat percentages down because if you got a higher body fat percentage, you have more issues for heart um, um, disease. So if you're trying to get all that down, like you're gonna you're gonna lose weight. Uh, it's it's like people don't take in uh, excessiveness, and that's where the, all the negativity comes from. Like because there's nothing wrong with you know being a little little chubby or a little fat. Like fat is healthy. Like. It'll it, it keeps you warm. Like your body literally needs. <laughs> 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 I'm 
Ego. Your body Ego. literally needs we're, we're, a, a You know we're not get we're up. not whales, right? Get up. No, look, okay, look, your body literally needs like a certain cool. percentage of it's fat. It's not for warmth. I'm going to tell you right it's, now, you better Google it. <laughs> you, you talk to the wrong person. It helps protect your body to a degree, not just for it's warmth. For, it's, it's, it's for your organs. That's what I'm saying. That's it some, protects your organs and it's also a... a, a he's talking about cuddling, bro. Dang, bro. You're right. You're right. Because, okay, because if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, if... What is it? 5%? If you go below 5% in as far as body fat, you start to get health conditions because uh, your body isn't supposed to be more that far prone. down. Um, it matters for male and female. Like, oh, you sit yeah, differently? Difference. Females, um, anything under like 12. Like, y- y- your <laughs> so body needs fat. it. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, and it, like, there's nothing wrong for, you know, a little bit to be there or just a, a, a decent amount. It's when it's excessive. Well, and I think like you're like like the fat cells in your body absorb certain things. Well, yeah, I think that uh, the reason because I know you brought up all the other stuff that's under that umbrella, but I think the reason I think I so quick to gravitate towards weight specifically is because that's where you hear the problem at the most mm-hmm. when it comes to body positivity. Like nobody is going to and for what reason shame a woman who cut her boobs off. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, I think they have their own personal journey that they have to go through with feeling positive about themselves. And I think it's great to have a community that will help you uplift yourself in that aspect because that's a more personal journey, you know. But on a public scale, ain't nobody, you know what I mean? We're not going to, who's shaming that person? You know what I mean? Who's shame? you know, and, and out, outside of the realm of children and being in high school as far as having acne go, because that's kind of just a part of being a kid. As an adult would face acne, again, those are, that's something that's a more personal journey because mm-hmm. your everyday person is not finna just start roasting you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you got bad acne. Yeah. But when it comes to the whole, when it comes to weight specifically, you have people who are unhealthy and overweight pushing this agenda that, hey, I feel good about myself. And it's, to me, it sends a mixed message to younger kids and to, to, to other people because it's kind of like, okay, yes, I want you to not feel bad about yourself, but I also want you to try to be better. And that's not saying like, oh, you need to be at the gym five days a week. And you need to stop eating this and stop eating that. It's all about portion control. It's all about, you know, your moderation and just – Doing what's comfortable for you, but I don't think you should just be okay with poor health. I think the um, to, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, we talked about everything. The the first two things you said, the um, getting your breast cut off and acne thing, isn't necessarily mm-hmm. the making fun of, but mm-hmm. it's the rejection that is that was is what they're That's worried a factor. about. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Okay, rejection yeah. in a spouse, like you know what I mean. Like, right. If you're single, you have a double. Um, vasectomy, 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 and you lose your breast. How do you find a spouse? Right, right, how do you, right. How do you show that to someone that you've never met before? Okay, try to build a relationship. Same thing, acne. If you have really bad acne, how do you find someone who will be okay with that, mm-hmm. not touching your face and respecting those things? So those are things they're worried about. I think. Okay, okay. It's not necessarily out, but but as you to your point though, fat people do get made fun of right. way more in movies and media and stuff, right. or like actors. Jonah Hill can't. Can't get away from being the fat kid, even when he lost weight. He people were mad. People, yeah, people were really. Upset. <laughs> people were mad that he lost weight. People were really upset. The roast he did um, for uh, James Franco roast. 
mm-hmm. he was skinny for that roast. He still got fat jokes the entire time. And he, the fact the jokes he didn't get was about him going back to being fat eventually. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so fat people. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, it does. It is more outlier of a, of mm-hmm. a thing. But I think the issue with them is the problem with the that um. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I start saying overweight. I'm sorry. Um, overweight people is that they 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 hire a lot of that bias agenda behind facts. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. because there there is an unrealistic ceiling for women to for beauty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. true. Women are judged more than men based on their beauty, which is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then they hide behind that by saying, if you don't love yourself as a fat person and try to better yourself, then you're the problem. Mm. Which is which is unfair, extremely unfair, especially mm-hmm. if there's health issues involved. If there's not health issues involved, there shouldn't be a problem with wanting to better yourself, to better yourself, to make mm-hmm. yourself more attractive to the masses. At the end of the day, because we are social creatures, and at the end of the day, like a lot of things are driven from love and sex, and so unless you're finding another man who's super body positive and you're happy with his body. And you guys are both out of shape and happy, so be it. But if you're looking for love, you want to open your pond as wide as possible, it is okay to be the best version of yourself, even without the health aspect of it. But they feel like they feel like they make you feel like if you do that, then you're forsaking everyone that's yeah, like it, you. Because from what I've seen, it seemed like when a when a big person when a big girl, when you look at somebody that's like Monique who was so pro being big, you know, being fat was, that was her thing. And, and then she went <laughs> and she lost all that weight and she got healthy and things like that. And then at first people were so upset because it's like, how dare you go? And you, you told us, you know, Hey, own it, be it, you know? And then you went off and you just, you left. And it's kind of like, that's, that's, that's the mixed message that I'm talking about. And like, I'm just like piggybacking on what you're saying that like, it's so hard to me to see, and this is me, me using my male privilege and lens, where if you are eating like you're supposed to, and I'm not even saying like lettuce and figs, just portion control, like like eat whatever you want to, just portion control, and you're walking, I mean, 30 minutes a day, you know, if that, if you do not have one of those health, I'm just, health conditions that causes you to not lose weight, just that casual amount will have an impact. On it your will body. have an impact where you would not be overweight. Or, I mean, and or, correct me if or, I'm wrong. Or, 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 in, or, or in the reverse, where like people who tend to lose weight really quickly and their like body starts to break down, and they are eating and trying to put on weight. Like what happened to Missy Elliott? Like, well, she, she has a thyroid condition. Thought one of y'all just said it was lupus. Oh yeah, lupus. There you go. Yeah, no, I think it's both. Uh, well, but yeah, that like you know. Yeah, lupus. I think lupus hindered her ability to, to no, dance and stuff It is for lupus because T. Boz has the same thing, and yeah. she fluctuates. Her weight fluctuates a lot too. And the chick from Salt and Pepper. Yep. And it's like you know I'm eating. My body's just not. Well, I mean, but that's see, and no, but see, this that's, isn't a blanket. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, like that's to my point. Where saying that if that's like that, I'm, I'm going, yeah, I'm agreeing if, like on the same yeah, point. If there's with you, like a, if, if there's a health thing, I you know I can't. There's nothing I can say to that. But when you do those bare bare minimal things, it's really hard to maintain being overweight. So it's hard for me to kind of split the body to positivity when it comes to being overweight and health because those little things is something that everybody should be doing to to be healthy. You know, minimal. 30, I mean, 30-minute 30 walk, you know, not even 
nothing high intensity that you're going to start. Right. You're not going to be 300 something pounds and saying I'm, I'm in love with my skin. Because like. I can't get me. I was just going to say, I think it's. And it's sad because I know that there are going to be people who are upset or don't agree with what we're saying because, you know, a lot of times when you when you start speaking on being healthy, people automatically assume that you're shunning them or, you know, you're, you know, they take it so personal. You know what I mean? And to me, all you're showing me is that you feel a way about how you are and what you look like. I'm not... Look, I know I have a lot of big girls that are my friends, and I love them to death. And I, and you know, and one of them, she eats well. Like she's not, she doesn't like pig out or nothing like that. Like she eats good, she does what she does, whatever. But she's a big girl, so for her to still love herself through all of that, I think is really important for her. But that's her. Mm -hmm. A lot of women or a lot of people are just out here doing what they big want and, and just you know what i mean not even trying and then want to sell it off like oh you know you should be okay with how i look and it's like well that doesn't matter i don't care about how you look but i think that you, you should, should care, care about, about how you health. look yeah right. about your health because it, it's that's why i was talking about excessiveness earlier because it like people one of you one of y'all pointed out people do more so talk about the, the the larger people yeah, or me. people who are overweight mm -hmm. like people more so do point that out but it you can also be like one of those supermodels or super skinny and who are passing and out every gonna, five seconds i was gonna say something or, about that or I'll like one or people who do um like uh um uh like a like not physical fitness like bodybuilders body you can be mm -hmm. a bodybuilder be huge jacked ripped but your organs are shutting down from the stuff that you're putting in your body. Too muscle. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, like you, it, you can rip you. Like you can t have uh, muscle tears from stuff. Like because you're too big. I was gonna, I was gonna get more into the opposite of that because um, the opposite of being a bigger person. Because I remember after having Jesse, I lost a lot of weight. Like I, I slimmed down fast and a lot, and. I had got used to what my body looked like. I was, I had a small frame. I had a shape, you know, I was, I was, I looked good to me. And then I had my second daughter and I had, that was gone. I looked at myself and I didn't recognize myself. And when I would try to talk to my friends about it, they would shut me down. Like, oh, what you mad for? You you're know, the you're small. What you, them. what you complaining about? You're not, you know, you don't look like me. And it's kind of like, well, I don't look like me either, you know? And so that the body positivity, I feel like is such a, I feel like it's such a scam because really what they're to me in that, in that category is saying like, you need to be okay with me being big. And that's all, it, that's all it's about. Don't complain about being little. Don't complain about being skinny. Don't complain about being, you know, don't complain about nothing else. If you ain't fat, you don't get to say nothing. Like that's what that's what it says to me. Basically, just saying f your self your self esteem. Yeah, just, like, no, f, because f how you it feel. was and it was so hard. Like I really didn't gain weight back until I got pregnant again two years later. So and like only and only people when that whole thing with Lizzo happened, only people who actually understand what health is actually understood what she was saying. She wasn't saying it's not okay for you to be a bigger person, but from what you are doing, there's no way that 
your health is going to be like good, yeah in good faith. exactly like, don't don't promote about, are you talking about be, jillian or uh, michael saying yeah like yeah. don't don't promote people to be unhealthy and, right. and that's what kind of my point is like at a certain point there's no possible way if you're doing minimal bare minimum exercise to your health and and portion control you can maintain that size unless you have a health thing. So that's why it's so hard for me because, and I'm speaking of it so much because I was a big guy. Like I was like almost 300 and something, you know, some pounds eating whatever. eating whatever. And, but I can still, I was still working out. I was still doing martial arts. I was still teaching classes. Um, I was still moving. Was I tired all the time? You know, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, part, I twist part, my ankles. Part of the stuff, part of the problem is though, when you are, um, that overweight part of the reason you're that overweight has to do with your ability to push yourself and keep yourself accountable in some sense for the form mm-hmm. so what you're at what you're telling people to do is to even though it's a, it's a minute thing it's still a major change in their lifestyle you know what i mean it's not a big change but it's a consistent change and it's an everyday change yeah especially which, if it's a person who lacks self any type of like self-control or yeah. like like you said yeah keeping and, themselves then, in and that's the thing i'm not telling people to do that it's just that when i the only thing I'm saying is that when a person says I'm 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 happy in my own body and um you know the health aspect of it is that should matter. should matter. That's it what I'm saying. The the it's the it should. It should. But the the problem is it goes back to the you know, microwave society. You're asking someone to do this stuff with no real um like no, no, nothing comes from it. The, I mean, it, it, like, and, and this that's, that's the worst part about fitness is that when you train someone new, and I train someone, I meet someone who, who's twenty six years old, twenty seven years old, and obese. And they've been obese since they've been eighteen. I tell them, and I'm honest with them, I'm like, you're not going to see much of a change these first four or five months. You got, you got to understand that we're fixing you from the inside out. This stuff's going to help with your blood pressure, your headaches, your sleeping, your energy levels, your overall mood. Those things are going to change way before your belly your belly starts shrinking, or you start seeing cuts on your arms, or you start your, your knee pain will go away, your back pain will go away. Well, These plus, things are going to get well, fixed. Well, plus you also lose weight from the face down anyway. So <laughs> yeah, so in their mind, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here though. I'm here because I'm fat and I'm tired of being fat. Like well, the social stuff, media doesn't help because you know what I mean. They sh- social media mm-hmm. shows you oh drink do these. Teas, which ain't nothing yeah. but laxatives, yeah. y'all. And you know what I mean? Do yeah. these quick yeah. diets yeah. and stuff like that. And, oh, you'll see a difference in the, 30 days. They get slim, they get slim fast. Like, if you, if, you, plastic around if, you look at, <laughs> if you look at uh, Biggest Loser, mm-hmm. if we watched, we watched maybe like 10 seasons mm-hmm. of that show. When you, have the, when you have those interviews at the beginning of that show, what's the first thing people bring up? I'm unhappy by the way I look. Mm-hmm. I'm unhappy by the way I feel. Like, mm-hmm. not just not physically feel. Emotionally feel. Yeah. They don't. It's and then, a mental then, thing. And then they get into the health stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that for, for the majority of people who are overweight, that health stuff still on the back burner compared to just fitting in your shirt and fitting in your pants. Even though that's like and literally the most know, important thing the, and, at that and what point it in time. Is, and yeah. what it is is that it's easier to be like, you know what? I'm just going to love me the way I look and the way I am instead of fixing why I look the way I look. Mm-hmm. Instead of changing my diet instead of walking to a place instead of driving or whatever the case is, instead of doing these little things that I will have to be committed to doing. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just going to love the way I look. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to take it a step further, but this is going to be real controversial. What? 
Yeah, same like same that. thing pretty much you said, but the but easier by saying the only reason I feel the way that I feel about the way that I look is because of social media. Oh yeah, that's that's it. It can be a double edged sword, but yeah, people like I I feel like I'm not I'm not overweight. I go to the gym, I work out, I eat well, and I still have body image issues from time to time because of social media. If you know you, if I don't look at it and don't see it, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. But when I'm on social media, and just look at, and just when you observe what people like, the stuff that people comment on, the stuff that gets applauded and everything else, and then you look at yourself and it's kind of like, I don't look like that. Damn. Well, <laughs> you know, well, you know who has it worse though. I and I'll say this, and I, I probably piss people off, but people who are bodybuilders or who are in shape have worse body dysmorphia or if they feel worse about their body than anyone that's ever been fat. I can believe I bet I feel worse about my body than anyone who's like been super skinny, Mm -hmm. super fat because I've been shredded. Mm -hmm. People beat people. It's hard. It's like you've got, you work so hard to get something and then you know you have to revert back to what you were before that. It is literally the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. I absolutely hate the way I look sometimes. And I look better than most people at the gym. I'm I'm the strongest person in the gym. About 90% of the time I'm in any gym I go to. And I still hate how I feel sometimes the way I look. You know what I mean? Like, that is just, that is the most mindfuck thing in yeah. the world. To have your to have the, the body you always wanted and then losing it. Right. And that's more, and I, I think and that's a scary thing too, is like having to run a race, you might have to run again. Mm-hmm. It, what is it? It's more so like, I'm, I, I I got here and I achieved what I wanted, but I can't maintain this. It's impossible to maintain. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, yeah. and a, it's like, dang, that's that's, that's a whole other conversation, bro. Because there's a there's a lot of that industry is hard to maintain. That industry is real judgy, bro. It it is real judgy because it is real judgy. it's like it's like cattle. And the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm bringing it up though because yeah. we run the, we we understand the, the purpose of the race and mm-hmm. we understand running the race. Mm-hmm. Someone who's never ran that race before. Where it looks so long mm-hmm. and so difficult. Like if I told you, hey, Jeremy, you need to run 26 miles, get to this thing that you want, right? Like, okay, 20, PS5. Hey, you run, you run 26 miles to get to PS5, right? You'll do it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But what if I told you there's a chance we're going we're gonna to steal that from you one day and make you run that race again randomly? And it's going to keep happening for the rest of your life. So let's just say, for instance, like say, okay, you run the race, you get the PS5. Two months later, they take it from they you. Take you from oh, you. Like, oh, you want it back? Run another 26. Yeah, every six months, you got to keep running this race to get that same. It's the same result. You had right. it. You know what it is. But you know what? But you got to keep running that race over and over again. You got to keep giving it with, back. With that, I think that, well, he's crazy. <laughs> with that. <laughs> well, we all are. That's, that's the Well, no, but I'm, I'm going to say, even with that mentality, that's how your average person feels about being in shape. Because what people don't speak on is that once you're in shape, you got to stay there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, average people don't understand. Like, they don't so understand that part this of it. It's a forever race, yeah. being in shape and being healthy. And it's a constant choice and a constant decision. You know how many times I probably shouldn't have ate something or I should have should have cut something out. And, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to treat myself. Uh, I, I, <laughs> and I, I, that's I, a sacrifice, I you know. I went that Wednesday. I had Harold's and I went to heroin, heroin, bro. I'm like, <laughs> Whoa! That is not a celebration. I had heroin. It was like treat yourself. Treat yourself. But no, yeah, it's the dragon. Imagine seeing that in the gym. It's like I'm not trying to curl up. It's like what the fuck is happening to me? 
But yeah. <laughs> on the bench, I'm having a bad set, man. <laughs> let me get let me get going, bro. It's it's so, you know, it's like um <laughs> People, that 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 race to be in with your health is it's a very um conscious one and I don't think a lot of people feel like, well, I'm not doing that. And then you have the route of surgery, but it's like again It doesn't change even, your health. You, you still, still have, have to maintain, maintain. it. It's well, like it, a I, car. Your I, your body is a car. Maintain it. A lot of those surgeries backfire. I'm yeah, just, I'm just going back because well, it doesn't it doesn't change over a body's health. Your lap, cholesterol and all this stuff it like doesn't change. Sixty percent of lap bands are uh, fail. I, I'm just going back to your thing because I'm just sitting here to think, and it's always been the industry to me that's been so. Well, I understand why body dysmorphia and not being body positive happens with your body because even you sit there, you work your hardest, and you got four or five people that sometimes usually overweight tell you that you weren't, <laughs> you're never strong enough, and you know you get fifth, sixth, or Get off to the side, yeah. or even me, me going to your show, where yeah. I just I never realized that they throw you to the side when you're not mm-hmm. what they like. It's, so th- it's it's the most demeaning thing in the world. It's like they they just so you know what's happening once you get and you have to sit there while you watch the and shredded like, people. And like I I I didn't do the right things was last the begin the first half of my show because of some uh, stuff, and then towards the end I kind of fumbled what I did, so I came in dead last in that first show. Second show I did, I got fifth. I did much better. But that sec, that first show I did came in dead last out of. So think about it. I think about this. I worked six months, and I cut sixty five pounds, and I was probably in better shape than most of the people in the fucking audience. But I had to stand on stage with fifteen other dudes, and they told me to my face, "You're the least shaped person up there." And go to the end. Go to the side and wait while we we judge the other guys. While you're there, just keep posing though, and you have to watch everybody else that's better yeah. than yeah. you. And then the, and the way the show works, the way the crazy thing show works, because that, that that morning show. I know I lost already. I know I'm dead last because like the order of how they put you mm-hmm. is the order you're in. You want you know you know who wins. So the night show, I have to go out there and do a minute routine and pose in front of the judges and the audience, knowing I'm dead last, mm. and show off my body that just lost <laughs> in this competition I've been working for for the last half a year. Bro, that's life for people. That's cra- oh, that is yeah, life, that's life for, for people. people. Oh my goodness, tough, that's crazy. It's tough because that is definitely. Life for imagine. I mean, that that reminds me of high school. A, a group of girls, right? It's a group of us, and there's always an ugly one or one that's not as attractive. That's why Your the grenade. pretty one stays around. Ugly and, girls. Well, no. Well, well, that's insecure, that's better. insecure women that do that. But you know, that's that's life. That's you know, you go through life knowing that your friends are prettier than you. That they are always the preferred person. I'm here for comic relief, and and you know until I find until I can find a race that is for me. I'm just you know I know that I ain't the one. Whenever we go out, you know I'm coat check, bag check. We call in the uh, when I was about a blind. We call them guard dogs. <laughs> so you, you you see the girl, the, part of the, problem. the ugly girls or the big girls in the group of all the hot women that, that would like, you see a girl get hit on and the big girl be like, oh no, we're fine. We're, we're, we're hanging out. We're, we're, it's a girl's night. Or like, she, you know, she, like, they'd be dancing. She's, hold, she's sitting by the coats and the bags and shit. They, they were always ready to go. We call them guard dogs. 
She don't want you. What you talking about? She came over here and started talking. What? Like me. I mean, it's I mean, it's just about the other side because then you had your group of guys. It's all right. Who's gonna Who's gonna hop this grenade? Who's gonna hop that? Who's gonna, <laughs> who's gonna, who's gonna take this grenade? We can call it leashing. Oh, that's worse. Who's gonna leash tonight? That's worse. Who's gonna leash tonight? That is. Terrible. I was a bad person for a long time. People. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> he said was was. <laughs> <laughs> But but I'm the mean one in this group. Okay. Still, yeah. Still. Okay. Which you should understand that. That's, that's man. Bad, right? Whatever. No, I, no, I'm not that bad. I leashed a couple of times. <sighs> Big dog and he left too. He still said leashed. <laughs> we need a pop smoke growl. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 You are so positive. Don't worry, ladies. He's taken, so you don't Thanks. have to. He's not. You don't have to worry about him. They, they like poor woman. <laughs> they, about the, they about the right letters. She's like, Emma, Jesus. Why? Are you okay? Does he love you, really? <laughs> but all right. How could you be with a guy like this? But, um, Why do they talk like that? Say, I don't know. How about you? You sound like a middle-aged white woman. Okay, Susan. You're your, yeah, you're, yeah, you're getting your food back. <laughs> right? Uh-uh. He doesn't get waitress. The, he doesn't get the joke. This is anyway. Okay, look at the confusion. He's so long. He's like, what? I don't know what's going on. I called you a middle-aged white woman. He's so and blank. then Torrance said, "Yeah, you'll get your food back. Well, you're sending your food back. back. You're sending your food back. Oh, oh, okay. you're sending your food back. Okay, okay, I got it. A little late. Hella late, nigga. Oh man. But yeah, and so I, I think that with body positivity when it comes to weight it's just it's a it's a sham it's a sham you know because it's it's to me i guess i don't i guess i i don't know what it started with but it seems like it's supposed to only be for overweight people who don't plan on getting in shape yeah (laughs) yeah like they have no desire to i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say they don't have any desire to be healthy but they're okay with where they're at and they want the world to be okay with where they're at and not say anything to them about doing something different. They're the Catholics of body positivity. <laughs> and so. Why did that analogy work? I don't. <laughs> just I'm, bro, you, you can't, you can't be different than them. <laughs> you can't tell them what to do. If you, le- if you, if you leave them, you're going to hell. Or gay people. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I think you know, they're the same way. If we get canceled, that means at least at least people are listening. <laughs> at least we got yeah, at least six, people are listening. Six, six, seven shows in. Well, no, if we get canceled, this is that nine. means we have a base. Not, we got nine shows in. You know how hard it is to get canceled. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, re, we'll rebrand. Well, no, I mean, I think there are quite a few groups of people who want things their way and don't want any lip about it. <laughs> it's just how they are as a whole. That's how that community comes off, and you'll be crazy to disagree. Like a terrorist, even if or, you are like a terrorist organization or Suchi. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Everything's extreme with this nigga, bro. <laughs> I said Catholics. He went to ISIS, bro. <laughs> Damn, man. The, my man, you either are pitch black or snow white with my bro, man. That's yeah. ain't no, God ain't damn, no varying sh- shades. And, and kind of to touch off on what Dante was talking about before, when you go into the opposite direction of just 
being smaller and trying to gain weight and things like that. It's like, where's the, where's the support for those group of people? You know what I mean? Because everybody wants support for the big person who has trouble with losing weight or isn't losing weight or isn't trying to lose, whatever that case is. But the second somebody who isn't deemed, ha- who, who looks okay to them, says anything about their body image, all of a sudden it's like, well, no, now you're, this ain't about you. The this mo- ain't for you. <laughs> the model who's a size zero passing out every five seconds. Well, and then, At and I mean, but right. No, and that's, that's the comeback. Girl, you looking seen, good. Can I tell you I how play- many times I've posted about like, oh man, like I wish I looked, I, I would say stuff and my, my dearest of friends would quickly let me know I need to stop. In their defense, you do got a body and, I'm talking to <laughs> Anyway, and I'm talking first of all, I'm talking about after Jess. That's not the body I have now. Thank you. <laughs> That's a whole nother body. Don't, don't imagine it, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> he said, Nah, it's not. It's yeah, his fault anyway. No, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're with a woman, you like have different bodies with her. It's like having like different women. Like Yeah. I mean, could like comparatively to like me and Emma, we've had about nine different matches of bodies <laughs> since we've been dating. Right. But yeah, and so it was like I had no support. There was nobody who I could kind of talk to about the body image issue. Well, you don't you don't count, babe. The body image issues I was having because I'm the smallest one of my friends. And mm-hmm. so I was even smaller. <laughs> and so then it was like, oh, you know, you privileged. Shut up. Quit complaining because, yeah. you know, I'm X, Y, Z. And it's like, well. With a man. <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm talking about me. <laughs> you know, I need I, I need some support. Because, I need help. Right. You know, you know, you go from, like you said, it's like going from being front stage to back to, you know, prep. And it's like. You know, okay, I need to figure out which body I'm going to have yeah. <laughs> and try to get there and maintain maintain that. Because I, up, in, up until, it's been about, what, six months I've been working out? I never worked out, ever. Reason. I just had a good metabolism. And after my third kid, my body said, okay, now, Heffa, you need to work for it. And so that was an adjustment because I was used to my body just snapping back. And I had to figure out, okay, Brittany, you either gonna sit here and complain about being however I looked, or I'm gonna do something about it. Yeah, because yeah. college Brittany lived off of flaming hots and pickles, and I'm just didn't yeah. have an ounce of yeah. fat on her belly. <laughs> I'm just saying, nothing. I didn't. I missed that. She took advantage of it. Bryce for two years straight. Well, now I uh, just got you, two your abs. Bowls. Yeah, your bowls. Uh, <laughs> you still got a flap. <laughs> so had a little oomph on there. Now, well, now I work out, and you know, I don't. I cut out sugar. She works mm-hmm. out now twice a week and still maintains. <laughs> It's the most. I'm frust- actually still losing too. My it's the most frustrating smaller. thing ever. <sighs> Meanwhile, but you know I can't talk about. It. You in the gym? Was it five times? times, times, times well, times well, no, but okay. Was it six? Five. My six, well, though. listen, I but I did it. I had to get there first. I did thirty. Look, I did thirty days, five days a week, mm-hmm. and I let me think for those first two weeks. I did nothing but veggies. Then I no, I did a water. I did a lemon diet. Then I did nothing but veggies. Yeah, you know, I did. You know, I did the whole thing for thirty That's days. Not why I was pointing. And then what? You're telling your story to a person that just competed. Well, no, no, I'm saying that's why he understands. He understands what I'm saying. I understand the pain. I ate chicken broth for a day straight. 
So I did. No, what I'm saying is, before I went down to my little two days a week and everything, I shocked my body into getting used to dying. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Because that's how I felt. And even now, after doing all of that, it's certain things I. I, People at home like I don't want to do fitness. <laughs> like, they make this fitness shit sound terrible. Well, no, but after we're taking after it to the extreme shocking, people, this after is, this extreme. Well, no, yeah, because after shocking my system, I am more conscious of what I eat. I am like, okay, I'm not gonna pick out three days in a row. You know, I'll just do this one day. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eating not so great, you yeah. know. But I also really I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat a lot of carbs. I you know I replaced. You know, if I can find it made with veggies instead of just flour. You know what I mean? Like, I've done a lot of things because I know what it's going to take for me to get where I need to be. And I said, well, I'm not going to the gym five days a week, so I got to figure it out how to yeah. make it work somewhere else, you know? Well, and stuff that people, you know what's crazy, too? You know what's funny about that? It's the, the positive stuff people don't talk about. And me and you talked about this at the gym on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remind me. The, uh, remember your buddy caught with the pictures? Oh so yes, people don't talk yes. about the, the positive things, especially for men. So all my yes. all, all my men that are listening who are a little bit heavier, when you work out for real and start doing cardio and you start losing weight, one, your erections become way more powerful. I'm using the word powerful for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you and when you're lean, good word. When you're lean, like when I got lean, like I'm 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 you know I've always been like very happy with my penis. It's a great penis, <laughs> but when I was lean. That thing looked like a baby leg, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch had veins and you, you do gain length, bro. I, it looked as like a you monster, bro. <laughs> Almost killed Emma the first time we had sex after, after my show. I got carbs in me, I had energy. Oh my gosh, he passed out. It was great. I'm telling you, fellas, if, you, if there's no other reason to lose weight and work out, the health of your penis. Every man, every man's dream. I don't care if you, they say it or not. Is to always have a large penis, no matter the size no matter. of their penis. No matter. If I could tell you the potion is cardio, hit training. I should see forty nine people running down the street, <laughs> bro. At the end of this podcast, telling you, bro. At night, telling you, man. It's working out lifting. Thursday after release, you're just gonna see just all of these running outside. And same thing for ladies, because like you know. Then you to, to help suit Jack. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything about a woman, a female orgasm. No, the female I, orgasm <laughs> is you're right. The, the vibration. <laughs> <of the church. laughs> Wait, no, this is important. This is important. Hold on, this is important. This is important. This is important. Okay, I forgot okay. what it looks like. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Don't cut this. This is important. This is important. The female orgasm for people who don't months. know the body. Is the contraction and vibration of the pelvic floor. And the pelvic floor becomes stronger f- through Kegels, obviously, because that's a big popular thing. But a lot of people don't know, especially women, um, planks, deadlifting, and squatting help strengthen the, p- the pelvic floor. So women who squat, deadlift, and plank will have stronger orgasms long term if they work out constantly. So these are real. This is so it helps both sides. I love the way you just mansplained orgasms. No, this this is for to women. This, this is for men. Oh, okay. This is for men. Well, because a lot of times you say a lot of women don't know this either. Well, the, they don't. They, they might not know <laughs> about the. I don't think they do. I don't they, know about the workout. About the deadlifting mm-hmm. and stuff. Because like when you, 
Because when, when you deadlift and uh, So it's called something called thoracic pressure From your sternum down to like your lower pelvic area I know exactly what you're talking about Because I almost peed myself when I was deadlifting one day Yeah so, <laughs> so, the, 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 yeah. so your, the way your abdominal set up You have your rectus abdominis and your transverse The transverse is the, the, the abs behind your abs That keep everything in place So when you squeeze that with the diaphragm, the rectus And your pelvic floor It strengthens everything through your body so for women who deadlift and do compound movements, it will strengthen your pelvic floor, which in long term will make your orgasms orgasms better. Mm-hmm. You feel me? No, I I know you're the perfect person to explain it. It just sounds like some suit you would do, and then I it w- I wouldn't be able to accept that from him because he's not a personal trainer. <laughs> but you're fine. Okay. Okay. Like, how did I get it? like an orgasm. <laughs> I did, however. Organism? Organism? Women have uh, organisms? (laughs) This is an episode of Big Mouth all over the (laughs) place. I'm going through changes. Wait, women get horny? (laughs) (laughs) I support you, Suchi. I did did hear the other day, though, uh, working out can boost... uh, Testosterone levels in uh, in men. Yes, yeah. You didn't know that? No, no I, scientifically behind it, like it was. Uh, Someone explained it to you. Because I was, because you know, I, I bought the bench, so I just been trying to use it and whatnot. And <laughs> the dude was, uh, it works in women too, but it 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 basically tells your body that it's getting ready to um, like to fuck. To fight, <laughs> it's telling your body it's it's getting prepared for survival. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're 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 right. You know what? You're right though. This has been a great conversation. Let's wrap this up because this is getting just just turning into a roast. I think Brittany has something to say. Um, let's let's end it like this fully. Let's actually end it though. End it. Let's, let's, no, let's, let's, yeah. uh, I'm gonna um, go look up the definition of an orgasm. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Um. Yeah. So I'll say this. Um. I think that when used correctly, body positivity can be a great support system for those who need it, which can be any one of us at this table at any moment. You know. Mm-hmm. I think. That health should be a part of that conversation as well when we talk about weight. Actually, I think you should end it this way. What, especially since you had this issue with some of your friends who are mm-hmm. bigger, how do they fix it? How do they do better in, w- with using it as something that uh, that helps them become uh, like healthier or? Well, because like, you know what I mean. Cause like, I think it starts with wanting that change. I have, I mean, like, you know, my, I've had people kind of, you know, say or kind of complain a little bit about, oh, you know, I hate this about myself or I hate that about myself and, you know, whatever. But I don't think I've ever had anyone say, hey, I'm about to start doing X, Y, Z and I need an accountability partner. Cause I think that's super important, you know, to have a group or a person or something that will help you hold yourself accountable for the change that you're trying to make. With anything, you know. And so I think that um, I want I want nothing more than for any of my bigger friends 
you know, to, of course, feel good about themselves, to look in the mirror and like what they see and everything like that. But I want more than that for them to be healthy in the process. But they have to want that, too. So this goes back to me saying that it's easier to just accept yourself without wanting the healthy part Mm -hmm. because of the work that you know that you're going to have to put in to do it. So, I, I mean, it's nothing that I can really do about that. That's just up to them, you know, because that it's, it's you, it's your life. And if you feel better with just accepting it instead of trying to change it, I can't do nothing about that. You yeah. know, I, and I don't have, I have no say so in it, you know, yeah. in, in, in any way. But I think that you have to be careful when you want to claim being body positive and not being healthy. You know, you just, there's a fine line there because, you know, there are other people looking at you, you know, when Mm -hmm. you say these things, especially if you have children or little cousins, nieces, whatever the case is. And if, you know, they're so, oh yeah, TT said, you know, it's okay. And it's like, well, now you're going to have this kid thinking that they can just do whatever, eat whatever, and you know, it's not going to be a problem, you know? So it's just, I think, I think we just really need to be more conscious, but also I think that other people who are not in that situation can't be so quick to be so publicly judgmental. Yeah. Everybody is judgmental and, you know, behind closed doors, you can think how you want to think and feel the way you feel. But when you go public with that and try to, say like oh you need to do this and you're wrong and you can't do it you know what I mean like when you start shaming people and stuff you 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 gotta be a lot more gentler because this is a very sensitive topic for people you know and it's nothing wrong with wanting to advise and help but you have to first make sure that your advice is even wanted otherwise you could just keep your opinion and your fat shaming mm-hmm. to yourself yeah. <laughs> you know yeah I think people need to understand that Bettering yourself isn't a highlight of negativities. You know what I mean? You can still love your body and love yourself, but it's okay to improve. Improving your and the things you're improving on isn't a negative. It's just something that you want to make better within yourself. And that has to be the first step to to losing weight and begin getting in shape. Because if you do not really love yourself in some capacity or form, losing weight it will be an awful process. Mm-hmm. It will be a terrible process. It will not last. You will not do it. You have to accept where you are, be happy where you are, and then move to change. It's like building a house. And the, uh, the I always other- joke around saying like I, so people like oh like I do a lot of core stuff and everything. I'm like oh man, you working on apps? I'm like actually no, I really have no desire to have apps. <laughs> <laughs> people and people that can't people can't fathom that and understand that. I'm like I just. But you need to have a strong core. Yeah, I'm okay with having a strong core. But yeah. like, oh, oh man, the app's gonna come through. I'm like, oh, if they do, I'm not really trying to make it happen. So, but again, like that kind of goes with what you're saying, like being okay with, you know, where you're at. You know, being acceptable where you're at. I've I've low key kind of forgot what I was ready to say. It had something to do with, uh, um, oh, uh, and if like 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 Mrs. Mrs. Friction said, if so, even if, if someone asks you or talks to you, you know, saying things about how they don't like something or they want to do something, only give them advice if you know what you're going to be talking about or don't go saying something to somebody about the way that they look. And then if they turn around like, oh, you, you, 
I, I've been think, thinking that myself. Can you help me? Because this, this you don't like, like go around trying to judge somebody for something and not and even, then not be a help. Yeah, it's pointless. Also, in about three years, when I'm like all bandaged up, don't judge me. I'm confused. <laughs> you don't get to search. Oh, because I will go on. Look, I'm all for working out and everything. <laughs> I really am. But what I tell you, three kids have done damage that working out can't fix. <laughs> I want to see a surgeon. <laughs> This is the, this is the consequences of we would be under the bandage together, baby. <laughs> that, I'm look, just saying those, those are the consequences of not doing it prior to the children. Because <laughs> look, Torrance was talking about you know the muscle behind your abs, right? Yeah. Well, when you have children, they spread it, mm-hmm. and yeah, there is tears. nothing you can do to put them back together. Okay, nothing. <laughs> they tear depending on how bad it is, mm-hmm. and so a tummy tuck. We'll stitch them back together, and then I just have to maintain it. I'm all for maintaining. I mean, I'm maintaining now. I can do that. As, as and a boob, as, as, long, boob job, as long as you don't get excessive, we cool. Like, <laughs> just don't touch your face. Like, yeah. no, you go from no, a tummy tuck I to a boob job to want, a butt lift. To no, a, see, no, because some stuff on your back. Because to, I'm, to I'm, no, like, <laughs> I'm blessed. Look, I'm blessed enough to have a shape and to have a butt. And my boobs, I can get a boob job. So we're good. I just need to get my boobs in a tummy tuck. And Starts with a tummy tuck, gets to a hair transplant. Whoa. Okay, that was excessive. Whoa. That's, that's the thing. That's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, little Kim showed it. But you know what? I'm glad. <laughs> little, little Kim but gets she, some color back, were, No, no, no. And then what I, uh, what I found out is that a lot of her face work were fillers, and it wasn't permanent work because she's starting to look like her old self. Yeah, thank God. So that thing, I, she's, she's not getting. Yeah, so she's not getting. You can tell she's not doing fillers anymore. Yeah, she's looking a lot better. Now her nose, she whatever yeah. she did to what she did. Oh, she janitored it. herself. <laughs> but yeah. I thought Lil Kim was hot to see. Start fucking with a no. <laughs> but uh, fifty cent line. But like, it's for everyone who's uh listening. If you want a free consultation or conversation for fitness, you know, reach out to me on Instagram. Ego underscore the underscore link will be underscore bragger. Link will be in the bio. Link will be in the bio. Thank you, sir. I get you set up. Free conver- free conversation. I will not hold anything back. I'll be honest with you. Um, I will not. Per- I will not push you to buy, but I will talk to you, Facetime or over messenger. Let me know. There you go. Anyway, wrapping up, everybody. Yeah, yeah. You want to wrap it up, Brittany? You started it. Oh, all right. Well, this has been no time to explain. Can't wait to. Oh, well, baby, you got something? Hey, say, mama. Boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> oh, he's shy. He didn't want to talk. Thought anyway. The, thought the fear would help. No, he's, he's my son ain't no punk. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been No Time to Explain, and we will catch y'all next week. All right. Happy Deuces. holidays, everybody. Deuces. <laughs>